Follow us on Facebook at Off Script with Super E Podcast. Also follow us on Twitter at Off Script Pod underscore one. Off Script with Super E recommends listener discretion as these real but sometimes uncensored stories can be filled with mature content. Hello everybody, Jay here back with another Off Script with Super E, our holiday weekend edition. I'm at my studio. A train is at his studio. A train, say something. Hey, hey, hey! What's happening, everybody? <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> and of course, the star of our show, uh, Super E. How you doing, buddy? Doing good. Getting ready for the Christmas, not Christmas, Easter. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> Easter. Yeah, I mean, there's 287 shopping days left. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm still, uh, yeah, I'm still fran- frantic to get a gift. I understand. Hey, Trey, what's going on, buddy? You know, um, just like you, just getting ready for Easter tomorrow, going to have a big mess of people over. Um, but I do want to discuss one thing. So uh, just minutes before the show. Uh, Super E sent me a picture, and um, it's hard to describe exactly what the picture was. It kind of had that Bigfoot Sasquatch kind of, you know, fuzzy. It was it, you could make it out, but you really weren't a hundred percent sure what you were looking at. Um, Super E, can you describe the picture you sent me, and please explain? the backstory please okay well speaking of easter um and the easter bunny hopping along if there was any kid in the, within five miles where i live he's probably telling his mom or dad mom dad i just saw the biggest fucking easter bunny <laughs> hopping along okay. ever P- please explain for our listeners okay my my lovely wife, who was driving to work to deliver the mail, um, she's driving down the road, minding her own business. And this is just recently. Um, unfortunately, she struck a deer not too long ago after I just I'm in the car in front of her with the kids taking to school. Two seconds later, she calls me. I hit a deer. I go, was it laying in the driveway behind the wheels? She, she got about 50 yards, a deer jumps in front of her. She goes, ooh, I'm glad I avoided that, but I should plow straight ahead without looking for any more. And then we, uh, she hit the leg of a deer uh, and injured it, And but it went off. Okay. So she's very wary of things jumping out in front of her. You know, we also yeah. have, like, turkeys, and yeah. she has to avoid a 1,000 squirrels a day. Well, today, she's driving along, making sure she doesn't hit a deer, smash a squirrel, or anything like that. But what does she see bouncing in front of her? Not a squirrel, not a rabbit, not a deer. A giant kangaroo <laughs> is bounding in front of her. She goes, oh my God, is that a, a fucking kangaroo? <laughs> I mean, she she had to think she was hallucinating or something. 
uh, yeah, she's like, oh my God, that's a kangaroo. And so she's like, you know, you know, kangaroos are cute, but this kangaroo's bouncing along. And if anybody comes across it, that kangaroo can easily, of course, box the shit out of you, knock your teeth out, or disembowel you with a kick to the gut. And I want to, that's what I do. I want to remind our listeners we live in the Midwest. United States. We do not live in in uh, Australia. So, seeing a kangaroo in the fields of our midwestern state is not an everyday occurrence, is it, Super E? No, it is not. It okay. is highly unlikely. It's, it's almost coming across. It's like you'd come across Mad Max, uh, you know, trying to soak up gasoline on the ground. Yes, yes. So, so what happens then? So then, okay. So she's like, she's like, okay. This is a dangerous animal. It could kill somebody who comes across it. So she comes, calls up our dis, you know, the emergency dispatch. And I think she thought she got dispatched, but she must have got Carlton, the doorman from Rhoda. <laughs> she that- calls up and he goes, uh, What's the nature of her call? I just want to let you know there's a kangaroo at the intersection of this road and this road. And so, yeah, you might want to get somebody out here and call the owner of that exotic pet farm. It's just uh, right down the road. Okay. Now we're getting somewhere. And and so uh, the dispatcher's like, uh, excuse me, but what's your name? I just told you my name. And I'm telling you that there's a kangaroo at this location. Uh, this must have got away from the exotic pet farm. You better call the owner and get, get him out here. Okay, what's going on? <laughs> My wife is now... There is a kangaroo out here on the road. I think it, I think it escaped from that exotic pet farm down... Well, ma'am, how do you know it came from that exotic pet farm? <laughs> oh, my God. She's like, well... That's where that's where they keep exotic animals. You know, kangaroo. You know, it's out here where I live is out in a rural area. But you know, kangaroos are, you know, you know, a dime a dozen out here where people are walking them around the IGA on a leash. This is my service kangaroo. I must have it with me at all times. I I would I would pretty say that that this is the only kangaroo within 500 miles of this location. Right. In. And my wife's like, okay, I've told you my name 500 times, and I've told you there is a kangaroo on the loose hopping around at this location. It comes from this exotic pet farm. You need to call the owner because I've already tried knocking on its door to let him know, and nobody answered. So if you could get somebody over there to help wrangle the kangaroo and let the owner know. And she goes, I got to go. You know, wow. so she goes, I'll see you, Carlton, the doorman. <laughs> wow. Do, uh, does she does she have any confidence that that dispatcher was putting anything out to anybody other than there's some crazy lady on the, on the road? I, I, called- I, I, all I know is that, um, you know, and then she tried to post it on whatever the county chatter is. But she says that takes forever. So she posted it on whatever she has. See, we have one we have just one house across the street from us, our only neighbor. And so she posted it to him. Then it immediately went out to all the people around here. They're like, Oh my God, I can't believe the kangaroo. And then it got back. 
the guy that owns the exotic pet farm, he's also on whatever this is. He goes, all the inhabitants of the pet farm are accounted for, which that was that was speak code speak for it. the kangaroo is back <laughs> where wow. it belongs. Um. So how far from your house is this exotic zoo? It's about two miles, okay. two, two and a half miles. And uh, it's a really nice place. It's very popular. People love to go there. They have like really good food and all kinds of interesting animals. <laughs> and Did he say they have really good food? They, they do. And it's not kangaroo shish kebab. Uh, okay. They, they just have like good food that you can buy there. So, you know, uh, people love going there. And so, but to see the kangaroo wow. bounding down the road in front of her and uh, the very indifferent dispatcher. Wow. Uh, yeah, what's the nature of your call? <laughs> hey, well, so go ahead, you, Jay. I was just going to ask how we can segue a crazy ass story like that into one of your tales. Well, here's, here's how I can do it. I go say out here. In the county I live in, really nothing goes on except for, you know, um, a kangaroo sighting, which apparently must happen all the time with the amount of apathy that was <laughs> right. uh, given to my wife about it. But but every once in a while, all shit breaks loose out here. Nothing goes on. Nothing goes on. Everything, you know, normal daily things for the local law enforcement and then shit goes crazy. And I was just talking to one of the officers the other day, and he was telling me about about a month ago. I was completely glossed over me. I didn't know this happened. But in a small town right outside the town we helped, um, they stopped a dude and ran a check on him, come back. He is wanted for attempt murder. Well, the guy knew something was up. Boom, he just takes off. And, of course, he leaves them on a 40-mile chase west, entering into the area that I, we live at. And he even got past – he zipped past my little town and went into an even smaller town right on the state line. There's only like a couple hundred people living in a small town. This guy's running. The local <clears> – <throat> I don't know if he was a town marshal or something – he tried to apprehend the guy. They get into a shootout. The guy shoots the officer twice in the leg, mm. and the officer returned fire on him, hits him in the butt. The guy runs off into a barn. And yeah. so then by now, all the local <clears throat> law enforcement surround the barn. And like, <clears throat> and like what you, you would hope to see in the next lethal weapon movie – when they surround the bad guy, all of a sudden they're like, we got you covered. There's nothing you can do. You know, we got you surrounded. He comes blasting out. He started hot wired or got a dump truck started and comes blasting out of the barn, shooting at him through the windshield. Whoa. Of course, they return fire and disable him. And, you know, he's still alive and okay, but they were able to get him out of that dump truck. And I was like, what the hell's going on? Usually everything's real low key, low key. Then all hell breaks loose. But they were telling me about this dump truck. Which reminded me of my dump truck now, story. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you just for one second, uh, Jay. So I know you're a big fan of this movie, like I am. Oh, brother, where art thou? What does that scene remind you of? Right. Oh, they're gonna the barn scene where they set the barn on fire. Yes, and they come where blasting out. 
we're in a tight spot. Hey, so what they go blasting out in? In a car, some uh, kid drives them out of the the burning barn. All right. So, anyways, on the on the uh, black, you know, that when he was telling me about this amazing dump truck story, reminded me of the dump truck story I had about oh about eighteen years ago in our city that we love. Um, I got him a call from my uh, my informant. My Fountain Square Demi Moore, and she goes, hey, she goes, hey, Super E, there's this crackhead. He's out running around stealing cars. He's just not stealing, you know, any car. He's stealing brand new Ford F-150s, 2005s, because that was when this happened. They were brand new, and then he would go to her house and go, hey, do you know anybody who wants to pay five hundred dollars? <laughs> For a brand new truck. I'll take one. And, yeah, and he was making money left and right so he could buy his crack. And so I call up our auto theft guys, and I get this officer on the phone. I said, hey, this is Super E. I get information from my informant. We got a guy out there still in brand new Ford F-150s, 05s, and he's only selling them for 500 bucks. So here's what we can do. I will buy the trucks and cocaine from this guy. And then you can have the stolen truck, you know, because then they can recover him and do all that. And this officer was like, this detective was like, I, I don't understand what you're talking about. Well, okay. I will make you the case agent on this. I will be the undercover. I will buy the truck and any drugs off the guy. I will take the drug arrest. You be the case agent for the vehicle recovery. I don't understand undercover and case agent. <laughs> okay. Sharps. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, yes. And so I'm like, I, I, I'm like, am I understanding what I'm hearing? Oh, oh, super. We, all we do is sit here at our desk eight hours a day. I'm thinking I'm getting nowhere fast with talking to this person. So I think I'm going to have to do everything myself. So I hang up the phone and I'm like, well, not too long after that, I get another phone call. It's, it's the, my fountain square Demi. And she tells me, Hey, this son of a bitch here is here right now. He just stole a vehicle. I said, Holy shit. Is it a nice Ford F-150? She goes, no, it's a giant dump truck. They were doing landscaping around the city county building. And it's a city county building dump truck. He gets out of court for whatever arrest he previously had, walks outside, jumps into the truck, starts it up, and takes off with it. Wow. And he's now down in our down here. He's going, Hey, I've got this junk truck for sale. I said, You gotta be shitting me. She goes, I I'm telling you the truth. I'm looking at it right now as I'm talking to you. It says city county dump truck. And I said, hold on to him as long as you can. I've got a plan. Now, generally, my plans were basically harebrained schemes, but this was my plan. I call up the South District uh, and I said, hey, I need a couple of uniform cars down here. I'm going to set on this car in this dump truck in my unmarked vehicle. And I'm going to let him know when this guy's moving in him. And then they can pull him over and recover it. 
everything's to be safe. Because if I walk up looking like, you know, Charles Manson, you know, trying to arrest this guy, it's not going to work. So um, I, they, they call me back and they say, hey, we've got two uniforms stationed here and here. And one of the uniform cars had a prosecutor riding with him that day, which made it very interesting. So I called E back on the phone. I go, what's the guy doing? She goes, man, he won't quit talking. I can't get rid of him. I said, well, make up something just to get him out of the house. Tell him that you and your boyfriend have to go somewhere. And she's like, okay. So she calls me back and goes, okay, we told him we're leaving. He's walking out to the dump truck now and getting ready to drive off. I said, fine. He gets into this gigantic dump truck and he starts driving. Then he starts going south. I notify the one uh, uniform officer who had the prosecutor with him. I said, he's the dude is heading your way. I never in a million years thought that the guy would try to flee in a dump truck. Oh, man. But so I get behind the uniform, uniform officer. And as soon as he lights up this dump truck, the fucking chase is on. Wow. This guy is screaming. I'm like, oh, my God, this dump truck is. You know, you're, you're worried that he's going to plow into somebody or do something. Yeah. So he's, he screams around in a big circle, and he's heading back right where he started at, at Dee's house. And her boyfriend, who we'll call Jack or Jay, uh, they're, standing, they're standing outside watching. He, he does a circle and goes heading right back at him. I, I was at this one intersection. I, I cut him off at the pass, basically. I'm watching. I could see him. He heads right back towards my informant and her boyfriend. He hangs out the window, has got his tongue what tongue wagging, and is giving the big thumbs up, having the best time of his life. <laughs> wow. I'm like, oh, this guy is nuts. So he takes off. Now, this kind of speaks for the unreliability of our police cars at the time. So now we got two uniform cars chasing him. We got me and the I'm kind of trying to keep up and I pick up, I pick up, uh, uh, no, I don't pick them up yet, but I'm chasing after him. One of the police cars, of course, overheats and is out of the game. Kind of again, like the road where I'm out of the game. And so he's off to the side of the road, uh, radiator blown. And then the chase car is starting to break down. The one behind it is clunking along. He could barely keep up. And then the dump truck, the dude in the dump truck, he smashes into this wooded area, gets up, and he's running. And then the police car breaks down and just kind of rolls up and can't, and can't find the guy. And we're like, holy shit. Well, unfortunately for me, I run out of gas. But luckily for me, <laughs> I had run out of gas. I get on there. I'm out of the game, mate. And uh, luckily, my informants called me like, what's going on? I said, I'm out of gas. They were right behind us, and they had a gas can. So we put gas in my police car. They jump in, and I go, hey, the dude, they can't find him. He ran into the woods. And they go, we know exactly where this son of a bitch is going. He crawled through, he crawled through these woods. They go, He's going to his friend's house over here. So luckily I had them with me and they had gas on them so I could keep going. <laughs> I, I get on the radio I, they, and I said, 
I think I know where this guy's at. They said, yeah, uh, all our cars are broke. All our police cars are broke down. We don't know where he's at. And, you know, I said, well, he crawled through the woods and I'm, we're going to go check out a place to see if he's there. So I have uh, my informant and her boyfriend. They're crouched down in the back of the, my car. They're sitting in the back seat, peeking their heads up. We drive by this old broke down house. There's the dude sitting on the porch covered in dirt because he guess he had to crawl through mud and gunk. There's kind of a swamp area. And he's sitting on the porch just covered in dirt. And he's thinking that he's got away scot-free. And then I said, the dude is the dude is over here sitting on the porch. <laughs> and so we drove up a little bit and he wasn't even paying attention to us so we could watch uniform cars slowly roll by. And then they get out and walk up to him and he's sitting there and they're like, Hey, what's going on? He goes, I'm just chilling. <laughs> just chilling with dirt all over me. Yeah, I'm just chilling. Why are you so dirty? I was doing a little yard work. Would you have to be driving a dump truck at a high rate of speed? Oh, no. <laughs> I'm dirty from doing yard work. Oh, really? Why is it you smell like diesel fuel? Oh, who knows? And so they're like, can you do us a favor? What's that? Can you stand up, put your hands behind your back? And he's like, damn, you got me. And that was my dump truck story. And I think A-Train has a dump truck story, too. Oh, mine's not nearly as entertaining but as it's, that. But it's, yeah. it's, still, it's still interesting about how we stumble onto things. Like I stumbled on with my informant calling me about a dump truck. Didn't you have kind of a similar situation? Yeah, I did. Uh, so real quick, my informant called me, said, uh, Duty knows just stole a dump truck. It's over parked on this street. And uh, he goes, I'm sure he's going to be going back to it soon. So I just went out there with my camera and on your own. Was this was just on your own? Yeah, I was just on my initiative. uh, Of course, because that's how we work, isn't it? Yes, we're lone wolves. Yes, lone wolves. So I sat on that. I sat on that dump truck and it wasn't very long. He comes back and. He's messing around with the dump truck, and I'm there snapping pictures away. And uh, so I call some uniform officers. I said, "Hey, there's this stolen dump truck over here. This this cat's gonna get in it and drive off." And uh, sure enough, he gets in there, fires it up. I'm still snapping my pictures, and uh, he takes off. I let the uniform cars know, and they stop him about a block away. And there we go, stolen hey, dump but- truck apprehension. Exactly, but what did the judge think about this? Where you thought it was just a piece of cake going out there, no big deal, no sweat, making arrests. What did the judge think about it? Well, you know, this never happened to me before in my life. So it went to court, and this judge, and I presented the case and all the pictures and all that. He wrote a letter to the chief and said, what a fantastic job Detective A-Train did on it. Never way to go, uh, yeah. yeah. Imagine that a judge saying we did a good job. Sweet, yes, not very exciting, but yes, that's my dump truck story. But see, this you know what? Sometimes the best police work is you just fall into it or you just get a tip and you go out there, yeah, and then you get the job done. That is exactly right, Super E. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think this is a this is a good Easter show. Uh, with yeah. the big the, fucking rabbit, the kangaroo dump truck, <laughs> Easter themed podcast. Yes. 
Yes. Hey, hey Jay, what do you think? Is that is that a appropriately themed Easter show? I have a dump truck story. Oh, oh right. well, let's hear it. Yeah, so Single Jay was in one of our local establishments and walked in and saw this woman at the bar, girl slash woman, waiting in line to get a drink, and she had the sweetest dump truck of an ass. Oh my god. Oh my god. Like, <laughs> so, you know. Did you apprehend that dump truck? <laughs> well, um <laughs> single yeah, single J. Um, right. Single J saw this, you know, that's that's what they call them these days, you know that, right? You, no, I'm not very hip. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> no. Yep. Girl got a dump truck. They they I guess they've even like um come up with workouts um, to get said dump truck got it yeah look at hey look at jay trying to make us hip super a yeah exactly well you know what since you know i remember i got another dump truck story we'll probably edit this out but me and double s got a great uh laugh out of this because uh my sister-in-law god love her she was living with a guy who maybe wasn't the, the most attentive to her needs or cared about whatever situation she was in. And they, she lived in the middle of nowhere. She had to be somewhere like pronto and her car, she had a little Taurus, it, it broke down or some. And she said she needed a ride to, I think it was, she was taking classes or picking up her son from school. And he, and he couldn't be bothered, and she calls him up, and he's like, I, you know, you're going to have to find another way there. I'm too busy or something like that. He goes, I know, take the dump truck because he lives on like 80 acres and has this piece of shit. <laughs> he goes, but you have to be careful because it doesn't have any brakes. And so my sister-in-law calls my wife, and, of course, they have to vent to each other, and she was screaming that she had to go, I think it was to the school or something, to pick up her son in a <laughs> fucking dump truck with no brakes. Oh, my. And, uh, and, and of course, in sh- instead of showing compassion and concern, me and S- Double S, we were braying like mules. Oh, over it. it was just we thought it was the funniest thing ever well you know what okay so i don't feel quite so bad as a father so she picking her kids up at school in a dump truck one time <laughs> no breaks my my daughter was in middle school and i had been out doing surveillance in our surveillance van which it looked like a rape van i yes. mean it was creepy yeah. as hell so I was late. I had to I had to pick my daughter up from school and I pull up I pull up in this van and you should have seen this little girl's face. Would my daughter just looked at me like I want to kill you because all her friends are like, What's that creepy van? What Aaron, don't get Aaron, don't get in that van. Oh, I gotta bleep that out. Daughter, daughter, don't get in that van. So she got in that van, and um, she didn't speak to me for a couple days. <laughs> you know what that sounds like? That sounds like that SNL, SNL skit when the uh, officer safety come to class and goes, you know, kids, you don't want to get any uh, get in any uh, strange vans with strangers who will offer you candy. And one girl goes, yeah, but how do we get that candy? So if you, got, you want to get that candy, 
You got to get in that band. <laughs> oh, my God almighty. Uh, so, yeah. So, yeah. That was get in the band. We'll see y'all later. Bye.